All right, we're mixing it up today, not a PowerPoint. We're just going to look right at the scriptures and just cover a couple of things. I think there's no way in class we'll get to chapter 56, but there's some key elements in there that I really want to cover. So let's look, starting as you shouldn't be surprised, uh, I think really the first two verses of 56 are the end of the thought that was in chapter 55. Uh, and by the way, chapter 56 is where most people say Trito or third Isaiah starts. Um, but that doesn't work very well based on the idea that we have a chiasmus that goes from 40 to 57 and on the idea that uh, verse 12 and 13 are finished by verse 1 and 2. And uh, you'll see if you look carefully that the themes that we have in 56 and 57 are a continuation of the themes that we have in 55. Anyway, it just doesn't work very well for me, but that's all right. Um, let's look at starting at verse 3. Neither shall the, let the son of the stranger, so a stranger is a foreigner, right? Someone who is not an Israelite that is chosen to live with Israel. So this is someone who wants to be part of Israel, right? And that's made clear that hath joined himself to the Lord, so has made a covenant. Speak, saying, the Lord hath utterly separated me from his people. So the stranger shouldn't be saying, the Lord has separated me from his people. Neither let the eunuch say, behold, I am a dry tree. So a eunuch is an emasculated male. Sometimes that's happened through birth defect or, or natural uh, things. Sometimes it's been through accidents. Um, and sometimes it's been intentional um, castration, which can happen for any number of reasons. In the ancient world, uh, often uh, someone who was going to be put in a position of trust in the royal court was made a eunuch because they could be trusted around the royal harem and because the, they knew that they weren't doing things to benefit their children since they couldn't have children. In any case, um, a eunuch under the law of Moses is uh, not fully part of Israelite society. There are things they can't do in the temple. There are some other things they can't do. And uh, the stranger uh, can also be feel, feel left out. So if we're going to liken this to today, there are all sorts of people, uh, single folks in a family ward, someone who's been divorced. Uh, there are all sorts of people who can feel left out or separated from God and his people, or at least from his people and, and not feel included and so on. And God is saying he doesn't want this. Uh, note how this idea of the stranger, I mean, this is clear in Isaiah's day that strangers are supposed to be able to become part of the covenant people. So as we go on, let's, let's read what it says. Thus saith the Lord unto the eunuchs that keep my Sabbaths. So um, this is a way of saying the eunuchs that are, are keeping the commandments, that are keeping the covenant, right? So they may not be able to do everything uh, that Israelites can do, but they are keeping the covenant, right? And they choose the things that please me and take hold of my covenant. So it can't be more clear that he's talking about people who, for whatever reason, it may seem like they are not fully part of the covenant, but in fact they are because of what they are doing, right? So even unto them will I give in mine house and within my walls a place. Now let's, let's think about that. His house and his walls are the temple. Under the law of Moses, actually, eunuchs can't go in the temple. Um, that's just part of the, the purity laws and so on and so on. Uh, so they are, are barred from that. But God is saying in a rather radical departure um, that he will give them a place. They, the, the people who really keep the covenant will have a place in the temple and with all the covenant blessings. Now, note this part, and a name better than of sons and daughters. So having a name that continues is a way of saying, 
you will have numerous posterity or at least posterity, right? And that's how your name continues. Um, and so if someone has a name, they have posterity that will remember them and, and continue their line. But God is going to give eunuchs who cannot have children. He will give them a name better than sons and daughters. In fact, he gives them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. Right? This is fantastic stuff. This is uh, the idea that if you really keep the covenant, while you may not get all the little things that people are hoping to get in this life, in the hereafter, you do get all of the covenant blessings. Similarly, the sons of the stranger... So this is someone who's not an Israelite, but they join themselves to the Lord. So they make covenants. They become part of the house of Israel, right? And they serve him and they love the name of the Lord. Note, this is the greatest commandment in the covenant law is to love God, right? And to be his servants, everyone that keepeth the Sabbath from polluting it and taketh hold of my covenant. So again, being very clear. These are the people who you would think are not part of the house of Israel, but they're actually keeping the covenant really, really well in contrast with people who are of the house of Israel. He will bring them to his holy mountain. And that's another way of saying into the temple. And if that's not clear enough, you get to hear, make joyful them in my house of prayer. And their burnt offerings and their sacrifices shall be accepted on mine altar. Right. Uh, for mine house shall be called an house of prayer for all people. Again, this is a radical departure. In the temple, there's the court of the Gentiles. They can go to an outer court that's not really quite in the temple yet and look in at the court of the Israelites who can then look into the court where the priests can go and see all the sacrifices and that kind of stuff. But non-Israelites cannot go in the temple, except God is saying they can. If they make a covenant and they keep the covenant, then they are Israel more than people which don't fully keep the covenant, uh, even if they're born into the house of Israel. This is really important and powerful stuff. Look at how God then describes himself. The Lord which gathereth the outcasts of all Israel saith, yet will I gather others to him besides those that are gathered unto him. Uh, this is just beautiful. He's going to gather the outcasts of Israel the, the people who feel like they couldn't have children and so they didn't really fit in or the people who struggled with same-sex attraction because so they felt like they didn't fit in or the people who never got married so they felt like they didn't fit in and um, the people who had uh, struggled with pornography so they wondered whether they really fit in. Any one of the, all of these groups or other groups I'm not thinking of uh, right now but that can feel outcast, if they will take hold of the covenant then God gives them all the covenant blessings ever. He gathers in the outcasts of Israel, and he makes them fully Israel. Those are just beautiful promises that I feared we wouldn't have time to get to in class, but that we really honestly should think about.